You are listening to the FDNY Pearl Podcast featuring members of the New York City Fire Department. We want to share stories from the field, best practices, lessons learned, and help save lives. Welcome to this edition of the FDNY Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Battalion Chief Brian Mulry. In this episode, we sit down with members from Ladder Company 41 from the Van Ness section of the Bronx to discuss a fire that occurred early winter 2021, who each were awarded individual medals this year for their life-saving actions while operating at this difficult fire. In addition, Ladder Company 41 was awarded the World Trade Center Memorial Medal, which was established to honor the bravery and courage of the 343 FDNY members who made the supreme sacrifice on September 11, 2001, and is endowed by the 9-11 parents and families. With us today is Lieutenant Patrick Toomey, Firefighter Robert Rivera, and Firefighter James Sutar. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming down. We appreciate it. We usually start off with a quick bio. Lou, maybe we could start with you. Yeah, my name's uh, Lieutenant Patrick Toomey. I was appointed to the FDNY in 7-15-01. I was assigned to Ladder 13, where I spent about 12 years. And I got promoted and went up to 41, and I've been there for about the last 10 years. Firefighter Robert Rivera, going on 10 years. I was assigned in 2013. Spent a few years in uh, Midtown Manhattan, Ladder 24, and I transferred to Ladder 41 in 2017. All right, great. James? Been on the job since 2013. Came out of Proby School, went to 90 Engine, and once I got off probation, went across to Florida, 41 truck. All right, great. Well, let's not waste too much time to get into it. A lot occurred at this fire. I read the Metal Day write-ups. They were all sufficiently scary enough. <laughs> but all kidding aside, though, like one thing that uh, jumped out at me when we start off, you, you mentioned that you picked this run up while you're out on the air. Yeah, so there was a bunch of companies relocated in that area. That so we were on a yeah. gas leak with 58 truck, and 58 made it a one-in-one pretty quick. So we were down there, and we made ourselves available. And as soon as we made ourselves available, dispatch called us and said, can you turn around and take this in? It's down the street. So we did. We were completely out of our area at that and, time. And there were relocated companies in the area? 54 Truck, who's, that's their box. They were out at City Island for the day. 96 Engine was on a, a CPR. And uh, it was just the perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we uh, you know, overcome, but there's, there's no question. That makes things challenging. Yes. You're arriving out of order. In an area, now you have relocators on top of it? Yeah. We had no engine. It was just basically us and the battalion. And that's the scariest part of all. Again, I don't like it. You know, I don't yeah. like it when the engine's <laughs> out and we're, we're responding with just a truck because the obvious, you have the opportunity to really get out in front. And, and you guys had a, what sounds like an advanced fire on arrival. Yeah, when we pulled up, we had fire blowing out a few windows, smoke pushing out a couple windows with one male hanging out the window. It was a multiple dwelling, seven-story, fireproof, project style. But it was back. It was back off the main road. It was in a parking lot. And then you had to walk a bit. Mm-hmm. So that was the challenge with the tower sure. ladder. and Getting a tower get, ladder, getting, getting there. portable ladders, yeah. which it ended up being a portable ladder operation. So now you're 1084. You give the 1075. You're operating by yourself. The battalion's yeah. with you? The battalion was coming down coming the street, down, yeah. uh, the 1-8, Chief Rob. As soon as I jumped off the rig, I saw that the building was surrounded by scaffold. And the tower ladder was in the parking lot. So I automatically said to the OV, get a portable because you're going to need it to get up on the scaffold to get to that window. So I let the OV know that. And then the inside team, we went inside the building, made our way up the stairs, got up to the public hallway. The apartment door was open, so it was pretty hot and smoky in the hallway. So we masked up, crawled down the hallway about 25 feet. I was able to close the door with my tool. And you saw you were able to pick it up with your camera, is that what you said? Yeah, I used the camera. Originally, I took a look real quick with the camera 
when I was in the staircase, see where the door was. I could see it was at the end of the hallway. Mm -hmm. So I knew where I was going. I knew I just had to get to the end of the hallway. So that's what we did basically. Yeah. My biggest concern was getting the door closed because I knew we didn't have an engine at the time. Controlling the door. Yeah, sure. we got control of the door. And you're operating by yourself. And we're operating point. by you're ourselves. Out, you're, you're the one eight kept telling me. Yeah, the one eight kept telling me there's no engine here yet. He was letting us know. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, adds to the danger. Mm -hmm. of getting ahead. And just also, I'm going to clarify also, uh, we talk about scaffolding a lot. We just generalize it as scaffolding. It would be more accurate to say it's a one-story sidewalk shed. Yeah, Very a, common when they're doing yeah. work on these buildings. It kind of comes into the rescue that the OV had. So it's just a one-story scaffolding with timber on top, correct, right? That correct. Can support a ladder. Yeah. If. Well, that's what I was thinking. If yeah. he could get the the portable up to the scaffold, he could get to that fourth floor window, which he ultimately did. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into that for sure. Yeah. So now we're, you're able to gain control of the door. Yeah, I gained control of the door, and it was going pretty good in there. There was a couple rooms heavily involved, but right around that time, I, I heard someone screaming in a back bedroom. I thought it was a back bedroom. Mm -hmm. So I said, we gotta make a push. There's someone back there. I told Rob, use the can, cool the ceiling best you can, and we started to make a search. We got to the first bedroom on the right. When I went in the bedroom, I could see the guy at the window, but I could also see the OV, Jimmy Sutar, holding on to him. So I told the uh, Irons to stay in the bedroom, give, give a Jimmy hand. a hand, if he had to we'll get him shut out the that door, yeah. and then me and Rob continued on with our search. We got back into the hallway of the apartment, could hear the people screaming in the back bedroom. There was a woman at a window screaming, and then when we got into that hallway, Firefighter Rivera advised me he had found the child. So I told him to take the child out of the apartment. And where's the engine at this point? In the uh, back of my mind, I was yeah. trying to, I heard 96 engine was stretching. Okay, yeah, you're picking I'll up some radio transmissions. That. I 96. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I bet. So I continued on. I made it to the rear bedroom where I heard the yelling and the screaming. And I found a, a lady at the window and a male passed out already on the floor. But I had let 96 Engine know on the transmissions that we, I was in that bedroom that just, you know, so they knew where I was, yeah. could hear it on the transmissions. I actually thought about what am I going to do at the window, I said, because the fire was fully involved in the hallway. So I said, if I got to go out this window, how am I going to get the two civilians out too? But so I went back to the bedroom door, I closed it, and then I went back to the window, and then I heard the line making a push into the apartment. And ultimately, a guy from 47 truck came in through the window. I was completely shot. Uh, he gave me, alerts going off at this yeah, point. Yeah, I had no air left. I yeah. got them to the hall of the apartment, and then had the cavalry had come. And you have to. They, yeah, the, I gave it to them, and they just took them, took the people out to the street. Yeah, because those type buildings, the smoke conditions, it was yeah. remain terrible for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and you, now you're really putting yourself at risk. That's yeah. that's why the additional manpower comes in necessary. I'm interested in talking about the OV, just because you had a different perspective, and we'll go back to your, your rescue. We'll pick up where you left off. What did you see on arrival? Obviously, was there a victim visible? Yeah, you could see him when we got off the rig, that he was, he was hanging out headfirst out of the fourth floor window. The window to the victim's right was fully involved with fire. His window had a lot of heavy black smoke chugging out of it. The chauffeur was able to get the tower ladder into the parking lot, and we started setting up to get the bucket up there. This was in a project complex. Right. So it was a couple of buildings back, right? You know, there's a parking lot, and then you're able to yeah, so you got access it by foot, right? Yeah, you got parked cars in the parking lot, so that adds to the tower ladder being even further. Okay, so it, he did have access from the uh, the parking lot at some point for the tower ladder. Is that yeah, correct? he pulled okay. the tower ladder in. 
your nose the right in pretty much right up to the iron fence gotcha, that yeah. kind of separates the the pavement and the mm -hmm. grass and we started setting up to, to get the bucket into play lieutenant Toomey told me to get a portable to the guy so i switched from setting up with the bucket with the chauffeur grabbed a 24 footer threw it up onto the sidewalk shed and then had the chauffeur hand me another 24 foot because we carry two on our rig and brought that over to and where the made victim the fourth was. Floor window. Right, made the fourth floor window with the 24 footer off the top of the sidewalk shed. Were there child gates in the window? There was. He was. He was. There was an AC unit to the left. He was in the the right half of the window. Once I got the ladder thrown up to him and got up to him, he was uh, pretty badly burned. He was, had a lot of blood. Either he tried to punch the window right, out, right, or he was just that badly burnt. So I tried pulling him out the window head first, and, and somebody who's that ladder. badly burned is just extremely hard to hold on to. And he really wasn't a small guy. He was, we were pretty evenly matched. So I just tried to reposition him, tried to get him to turn around and, and come out feet first, but he was really, really going out at that time. Yeah, he's taking a lot of smoke. So I, I had verbally yelled to the chauffeur I needed a hand. At that time, the inside team was making the room. I had the guy, pretty much held him at the window, and then the battalion aide, Nick Miller in the 1-8, jumped in our bucket and was able to get the bucket to us. And that was that a had, heads up move. Yeah, that's he's a, a 58 truck He grabbed yeah. a mother and I believe it was a, a little girl out of the first room and then flew the bucket to me, was able to get it extended to where I was able to step onto the outer lip of the bucket mm -hmm. and then pull this guy in with the help from the inside team. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, I'm just going to say, because we do have a wide audience, why don't you give a, a real quick description of what the outside vent position is? So the OV member will access the fire apartment or the floor above, opposite which way the hose line's coming in, to vent, enter, and search. He also coordinates ventilation with the truck boss. If you get blocked, you have uh, another way to access it. Right, so usually fire, fire escapes, portable ladders, tower ladder bucket, aerial ladder. All right, great. All right, so you got him out. That was victim number one, right? First one out. There was already the mother and little girl in the bucket. Were they in the fire apartment? They were in the yeah. third bedroom. Okay. They must have been awake because they made it to a rear bedroom and closed the door, and they were at the windows. I think they, they might not have been sleeping or something because yeah. the other people seemed like they were caught off guard. Rob, you had the can, right? Yes. Not surprisingly, this was started with a, a lithium-ion battery is what the fire yeah, marshal determined, correct? They determined that's what started it. I was curious, was that right inside the door? Because that's where they tend to be stored. And, yeah, uh, it was. I still remember once we got in through the door, I remember seeing there was two electric bikes just sitting on the left-hand side of the apartment right by the front door. And that's what just made it worse for everyone inside because it was right by their exit. And that's what started the fight. So those yeah. were going and yeah, they got yeah. the apartment going. This is one of the reasons why everyone was in a bedroom because they probably tried to get, get, out, get out. Well, that's the problem the we, we're, in, we're encountering with those things yeah. is that so often they're stored right there yeah. when you first come in. Yeah. And uh, I just remember those that was burning. Fire was rolling over the ceiling. I remember looking to the right and just seeing the whole living room was going. The window had failed and the fire was rolling over the ceiling. You know, those project buildings, unlike many wood buildings, the wood buildings tend to extend a little bit more, but the good thing about those is that the wood absorbs the heat. The thing with these housing buildings are it's kind of like an oven. It's all concrete. It might not travel much, but it's going to seal in all that heat and smoke. Yeah, I think it's punishing fires for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you guys realize there are victims, you have to make a move. You're able to utilize the can to make your way past that, that first hallway, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
detail, your search. Like you went left, you went right. After you left that first bedroom, would you explain to us? Walk us through how you were able to get the, uh, the victim out. Were there any issues you encountered? Yeah, sure. So once we uh, initially passed the fire, because as Lieutenant Toomey said, we heard people screaming in the back bedrooms. The Irons firefighter went to the right, assisted Sutar with the victim out the window. I went past that bedroom in the hallway, and I found the child face down in between the hallway and the second bedroom, right in that doorway, and uh, got to him. By then, I was shot also. I was exhausted, but I have a son his age, and the first thing I thought of was my son, and just picked him up, and by that time, I think 96 had knocked down a good amount of the fire. I was able to throw him on my shoulders and uh, exit through the front door and carry him down the stairs to the front. Yep. That's a great Mm -hmm. story. How about like uh, takeaways? So much good happened at this. You guys did an amazing job. Three medals and the World Trade Center unit medal. You know, when you go over it, uh, would I do this differently? Uh, something you learned from that job? Um, I don't. I, I mean, I kind of uh, I questioned myself of how far we went in because it was fully involved. Yeah. And I wound up getting burned, and the Irons firefighter got burned. So I questioned myself a little bit. Did we go too far? But you know, there was people screaming in the back, so we had to make a push. As a boss, I, I felt responsible for the members. They did a great job, Yeah. but uh, it was a hairy situation. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly it sounds that way. Anyone that's had an experience with a younger child, it can be, you kind of, you get a little bit blacked out. You know, I wish I would have paid a little bit more attention, maybe gave another transmission saying, you know, I have a child coming down, maybe expedite EMS a little bit more. But uh, once you get a child, you kind of, mm. you go into a different mode. How about you, James? As the OV, it was definitely an eye-opening experience on how difficult it is to remove somebody from the window that's head first on a portable ladder. You know, I've thought about it. if I was put in that situation again, maybe I would push him back in the window and try and control that apartment door or try and go out the interior. But with the amount of smoke and fire and the fire blowing out the window right next to me, he didn't have too much longer until his room was going to light off, especially with no engine there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, just one of those judgment calls you have to make and hope the bucket makes it. And, and we were lucky enough that with the, the bucket fully extended, we were able to get that, that window. Yeah. Chauffeur worked his magic. The chauffeur got the bucket in there. should get a lot of credit. I mean, he helped yeah, Jimmy get the portables up. Right. And he got back to the rig, got the bucket up with the aid in the bucket to get those two people. He did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you know, I have to say this. Just as I read it, as an officer, this has to make you happy because not only did you – go to a fire like this and you have three individual medals uh, the icing on top was the whole unit got a medal yeah i mean that's world trade center medals in honor yeah you know, the whole company got it and that that medal alone is just it's huge yeah because we all know right on any given day you go left i go right you go medal day and yeah. you know there's something that happens uh, you know in the city every few days that is can end up a medal day and, yeah uh, every guy on that rig operated yeah. uh too their full potential. Yeah, no, it seemed that way. And it's a feather in your cap to get, again, three medals, the U-Bonner, and then your whole unit. (laughs) Everybody's covered. It's it's perfect. How was Metal Day? I know the weather was perfect. Metal Day was great. City Hall was awesome. My family, I don't think they realized what 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 Metal Day was about. And they were, like, really excited when they realized how important it was. Afterwards, we went up to the Bronx for the Bronx Metal Day party, and 50 and 19 were in a great party, and... It was, it was a great tradition. You know, they had the bagpipes going, and everyone's having a good time. It, it was really great. It was really nice. Yeah, something for the family will certainly remember. Yeah. And what was some uh, highlights for you? Oh, Metal Day is great. Yeah. Metal Day was excellent. 
you know, we uh, we do this job, and most of it's great, but that's when it's really great, just to know that you made a difference, and uh, for, it's great for the company, great for the families. You know, FDNY did a great job. It was nice to have it at City Hall again, back outdoors. I agree. How about you, James? Uh, Metal Day was great. I never thought I would end up at Metal Day when I got on the job. You know, it's uh, being in the right place at the right time and being in a great company allowed that to happen. But, I mean, Metal Day was awesome for my family. I was able to have my uh, 89-year-old grandfather there. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, he's the one that got me into firefighting. So Was he on a job? No, he wasn't on the job, but he's uh, he's been a volunteer for as long as he's been alive. And uh, it was great to, to be able to be up there with him. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, a good day. The World Trade Center Medal is given to the company of the year for an, an operation that really exemplifies teamwork. It's obvious it went on here. Maybe you could just uh, touch upon that with some of the other members. Yeah, well. I mean, uh, you had us three operating. You heard our stories. and But we also, like I said, John McGuire, the chauffeur, did an unbelievable job between setting up the portable with Jimmy and getting back on the rig and set up the tower ladder bucket. The roof firefighter, Kevin Hallinan, did a great job. He uh, got up there. He was ready to use the rope if he had to. And the the Irons firefighter, Pete Quinn, basically was right next to me. So I said to him right away, he just happened to be the guy next to me. You got to help Jimmy. And then I took me and Rob were in the hallway and that's when Rob found the kid. But uh, yeah, the whole company did a great, every single guy on that rig was operating and we were operating by ourselves for a while with the one eight, and then it's it's a huge. I think it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, to to touch on it, like you said, two e-bikes, lithium-ion batteries. When those things go, we know yeah. we talked about those jobs being punishing and the smoke conditions being difficult in ordinary circumstances. But you add that type of smoke to it, and yeah. the energy from those batteries must have taken off quick too from the batteries because I think it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. So they were probably awake. So when those things went in that living room, everything went. No one wants to leave them outside. So they bring them to the apartments. Yeah. And they charge them right there. Charge them right there. Usually by the front door. Did a lot of the energy burn off by the time you guys got there? Were you able to knock that down with the can or were those things still going? Because when I they rem- go, they... Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember it was still popping. Uh, yeah. I was right next to it. It was still going pretty good. Yeah. 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 And by that time, the couch, everything was going, everything. so it yeah. had become a full-blown job. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> as is happening many times throughout the city in uh, recent months. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate you coming down. I congratulate you. You certainly made your company look good, and uh, all of us as well. So, thank thanks. You. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this edition of the FDMY Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Battalion Chief Brian Mulry. For more training and information from our subject matter experts, go to fdnypro.org. FDNY Pro is online at fdnypro.org. Subscribe today and get inside access to the FDNY. Learn more about our publications, professional conferences, and other tools for first responders. Train with New York's Bravest.